Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast with your hosts, the Battle Bros, Taylor and Isaac. How's it going, Isaac? Uh, warm. My house is a little too warm, but that's pretty normal. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I kind of had a middle-of-the-road productive day. I did mow a large section of the lawn, so that feels good. Well, hold on. Save that for the news section, right? Oh, oh okay, right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. You scared me for a second. So for the listeners at home, we... If, if this recording sounds different, it's because we're doing this fully remote um, just for logistical life reasons, which we don't need to get into. Um, so with your comment, Isaac, I thought you meant something was wrong with this recording and we were going to have to start all over again. Oh, yeah. No, that'll come like halfway through, you know. Okay, perfect. Great. Yeah, right, right when we miss it. Um, well, welcome to episode... 14, where we are going to talk all about our experience at the recent skirmish at Lucky Gaming TCG. And with us today, we have the one, the only, the champ himself, Colin. What's up, guys? (laughs) Woo! Welcome, Colin! Colin! I I think we really need to get back to this section of lawn that you mowed, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's uh, yeah. Is it neat? <laughs> is it looking clean out there? I just want to know what doing a large portion of the lawn means. Like, is it the rest <laughs> of it's just not done? <laughs> um, so we were uh, we were hoping to get uh, the winner of this past tournament on, and we were hoping to get uh, you, Colin, back on our podcast. But uh, great job! Just killed two birds with that one stone. You know, only one guest fee for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, Taylor, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Uh, Just checking. (laughs) That's part of our technical difficulties for this episode. So bear with us, everybody. Okay. So first up, we're going to talk about some news, right? So the biggest thing to hit the press since last time we podcast is there's a new ban for flesh and blood. A new card has been banned and that card is drone of brutality, all colors in all formats. Uh, Thoughts and opinions, gentlemen. Well, pit fighter wasn't mentioned, but I don't even know if that's a sanctioned format, but yes, blitz and classic constructed. Um, I'm sure everybody has something to say. Who would like to go first? I mean, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. One, obviously the choice to ban a card should have been Dawnblade, because that's just... <laughs> <messed up. laughs> uh, I, I second. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Forked Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just restart the game. No, I mean, I... I think it was really interesting. I think a lot of people, once that like article, I love when they pop up the article and it's grayed out and you're just like, oh, something's coming. Like, what's it going to be? And it's like, it's banned cards. Everyone is like, oh, it's going to be a flick flack or it's going to be, uh, what are the other ones? Like basically anything, anything IRA related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was drone of brutality. So I thought that was a really interesting choice. And I, I, 
I like their reasoning behind it. Um, you know, I, I think some people had expressed like, oh, well, they've been developing this for so long. How could they like already have like a band card? And it's just like, you know, you, you make, you anytime, if you've ever made something and you give it to other people to use, they're going to do the exact thing you didn't think of first. Uh, just like anytime <laughs> I've done something, that's exactly what happens. Um, so, you know, whether it's that or it's just like, I mean, also I think too, the interesting thing is like, I'm pretty sure Blitz was like not planned from the beginning and they kind of like made it up after the game was released. So, you know, having this, you know, card that impacts that format so much and then, you know, a format that is more accessible to people right now, uh, you know, it, it made sense to me reading their thing that it like, here's a card that really makes you not have to make an important hard decision, which this game is all about important and hard decisions. So um, I, I liked their reasoning and I think, you know, it shows that they are you know, dedicated to keeping this game good and fixing any mistakes um, and even like removing it from future printings. Like that's pretty cool. It's just like, it's not even going to be a problem later um, for, for players. So, you know, I think I'm all for it. I think, you know, it's definitely not what I was expecting, but I honestly, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, but it was, I think it was a good call. Yeah. Uh, I think it's after reading the article, like you said, it makes like total sense. I'm like pretty, uh, against banning cards in, in general. Like, I think you've really like, uh, not to be too harsh, but failed your design, you know, when you like come out with a ban list, like in so many other games that that happens, um, and is like pretty annoying, but, um, for the way they handled it and their reasoning, and it's just like one card that is only like against their philosophy rather than being something that's degenerate, degenerate and broken. Um, I think is totally fine. Personally, I really like Drone of Brutality. I think it's a really cool card um, and never felt like it was too oppressive, but I 100% understand as well. So, I do think it's pretty funny. They're really good at the, the teasers or the spoilers, you know, because they could have just announced this, but it's like card ban coming. March 16th or whatever, you know, like they didn't have yeah. to do that, but I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and yeah, it's pretty fortunate that this card is a, just a rare card and a generic so that nobody's like really butthurt over their majestic in particular getting banned, you know? Right. Um, and it, you know, it wasn't super expensive to collect or anything. So that's all good news. Um, I, I'm also very against banning cards and I don't like when games have like long lists of restricted and or banned cards, but, um, I can see, I can definitely see why they did what they did with drone because like the way I see the game, um, defense is stronger than offense, right? Maybe for good reason, but characters you know, uh, with these defense reactions for four, for free, or cards like unmovable and staunch response, etc. 
and um, these like really heavily armored characters with powerful weapons. Um, you know, playing defense in this game is really effective and really easy. And I think that having, uh, you know, weapons like Anothos or Kadachis are good enough, coupled with having, you know, such good defensive abilities. And then when you add in having red drones in your deck as well, I think that that is, uh, you know, tips the game out of balance. Like, not like it was broken, right? I mean, you could still be Ira anyway, but um, I'm very happy that, uh, you know, they did. I mean, I didn't think of it. I didn't think, oh, they should ban drones. But uh, now, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think that that was uh, a very good call. You know, heavy armor and defense and good weapons is like enough for that strategy, I think. And, you know, like you guys mentioned too, like the fact that you can just defend with it, like, oh, whatever, defend, throw it away, it comes back is, uh, feels a little cheap to me. But Yeah, totally. Yes. And, and like, like you have the to fact... work for that. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think uh, it really hurts, like, Nin the Ninja Turtle deck, which is not really like a big um, force in the meta, you know, and and to me that deck really felt off, uh, off type for Ninja or whatever, you know, that you could put all those defense reactions, defend with your drones, and they'd have this like really really st strong like late game strategy. Just seemed a bit cheesy to me. Sorry if that's your Oh, no, I'm Colin, still you're still Oh, okay. <laughs> I just uh, lost one word there for a second. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do we have anything else to add with this ban? I mean, is this, it doesn't seem like anybody's thinks that this is going to change the game that much though, right? Because Ninja Turtle and Constructed is not very prominent, um, you know, matched up against like Dash, for example. Um and Ira is still very viable, right? So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Does this change the game at all? I don't know. I think it, it's an interesting... I think we'll just have to see, you know. Uh, I mean, I feel like more and more Ira decks were running drone. Um, right. Because they could run the blue and the red and then just have, like, you know, pitch and big hit coming back late game over and over again. Um, and I think in that, in that regard, it, you know, it wasn't like strictly broken, but it was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, either I win before you get to that point or it's just over, um, which just kind of feels, you know, like I said, you don't have to work for it. People were saying like, Oh, well, salvage shot goes to the bottom or, you know, other cards go to the bottom, but those are on hit effects. So it's like, you got to get them to hit first so it's like you know that's right that makes more sense because you had to do something to either guarantee it or make the choice that they made harder um or you know restrict it if it's like dominate or whatever but um yeah it just seemed like alone it was the one that was just like oh yeah this card just it keeps coming back like you know which at first seems fine and you know it blocks for two so you're kind of like well this is 
I don't want to have to run this, but like, you know, in Brute it makes sense because if you discard it, it goes back to the bottom or, you know, for your additional cost stuff. So, right. you know, it's like good, but I don't think it's game changing, but it's, uh, it's, you know, I think that's why it's an interesting choice. Like it, they see a bigger problem with it and, you know, perhaps, you know, they see some interactions that were missing or like, I, you know, interactions that will happen with the next set, maybe, um, that would like continue to to make it busted so i don't know i think we'll just have to see but for now i guess you just sell them and <laughs> yeah <laughs> some, <laughs> right somebody yeah. buy them <laughs> well and and team covenant uh zach and steven they they've talked about on their podcast like your game's core principles right and like what what is your game trying to do and if you stray too far from that people like jump off your game and don't like it and um, I think that's a really salient point about flesh and blood and identifying really early rather than just like letting it perhaps just like be swept under the rug and like, well, nobody's gonna care too much about it. Um, and like, cause it's like outside of their core principles, right? Which is every card matters. And to identify that is this early at this time i think gives me much more or like uh what am i trying to say affirms all of the beliefs i have in lss as a company as well yeah and i think uh well first of all to anybody out there solid shot is not broken <laughs> totally don't take that's anything ridiculous. away from ranger it's ranger just needs like everything it it, it can have at that arrow is underpowered don't, don't even start in on that <laughs> yeah that should be like for 10 but um anyway uh i also think like the drones part of the issue that i had maybe i don't know if lss has said this but um any deck that runs enough drones, it just kind of like waters down any any deck that runs them, right? Because it's like, well, I'm doing this and I'm defending, but there's also like, if we just, if I survive till the end, I have more drones than you, so I win. And that seemed to be a theme in, you know, maybe not all the top decks, but like in a number of decks we've seen, it's just like, well, then you run drones also and comes down to it you know i have more drones than you and uh it doesn't really feel like you're outwitting your opponent or that's part of the game plan for that deck it's just like you know doing what i'm doing and then fall back on the drones which was maybe too uh too broad of a tactic i don't know it's like one less decision you have to make because you're like oh well i'll just block with that because i don't actually lose it like right you know and I think in a game where all the decisions, like I said, are important and interesting and hard, uh, you know, that a card that gets around that just for any time without anything special on it, like, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, maybe that is a little outside their, uh, you know, their core values, as you said. Yeah. Um, all right, what do we got next, Taylor? Taylor's the uh, note keeper for this round. we're going to talk about his lawn right <laughs> <laughs> i hear it's real real clean 
<laughs> At least a portion of it. <laughs> All right, well, I think we lost Taylor. So, uh, Colin, what's next? What do we got for news? Oh, let's hear about um, what's in the works next, what you guys have cooking. Yeah, so uh, over here is the official like liaison for Lucky Gaming TCG. Uh, uh, we're excited to announce a weekly armory event. Uh, it's going to be a free event. Uh, Thursdays, no uh, uh, no prizes, but you know we want to just kind of have like a weekly thing where everyone can show up, try out decks, and uh, get some experience because you know be sponsored by by the store. So uh, we're working on putting that together, um, and hopefully you know just a nice easy weekly thing no like top eight or you know no top cut or anything just you know a couple rounds of swiss and uh everyone can can get better and get that xp so um i think we'll probably be doing it uh at seven o'clock on thursdays i haven't i i have to make that choice and i haven't totally made it yet so it'll be like six thirty or 7 um but you know we'll make sure that it's the the events up on uh LSS website and you know uh, we'll advertise it in the fab discord and stuff like that too so um, open to anybody uh, anywhere uh, the webcams and you know I think I would assume for the time being it's, it's gonna remain blitz um, but you know if we change up uh, formats or anything we'll let people know I mean I'm looking I'm hoping to do some sealed with these monarch boxes when they get here but you know that's still a oh fine but, uh, that's yeah. awesome yeah so uh we got that coming up thursdays i'll make sure to you know spam the channels everyone come hang out and have your time yeah i think cool. that's great um it seems like almost more than uh you know competitive events people are just like chopping at the bit to play you know mm -hmm. it's like everybody's just psyched to play so the more of these you know weekly leagues or whatever you want to call them um i think it's great yeah, I agree. I'm like really excited for um, another weekly thing. I had such a fun time, which we can segue into um, the skirmish event. Uh, but I had such I'm like everybody that was there was super cool and really down to like chat in between matches and hang out and stuff. And um, it was awesome. So excited to get back with those. Uh, folks and play weekly and get to know them better totally <laughs> sorry my dog keeps bonking her head into the table <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i had a really fun uh time at your guys's event because i i showed up i was like sitting down before 10 you know and i was like ready to go and i was like oh i hope i hope my internet's good enough i hope we don't have any difficult you know all this stuff and and then it starts and you guys are like all right well now we're gonna we're going to make sure everybody's equipment works so we don't have any issues, you know? So let's all hop into a practice round. I was like, oh, this is my my speed of tournament, you know? <laughs> because everybody, it was like had really good competitive players, but the tournament, you guys didn't make it not fun in any way or pressured or whatever. So great job. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> there's already enough pressure going into events like that. I mean, I'm not... I've never been competitive in anything really, so like uh, I'm not really used to how these things are supposed to go. But um, 
yeah, you know, I, I just, I'd done one other one at, with the collective and I think they did a really good job running it. So I, you know, I took a couple ideas from them, like seating everyone to do roll call. But then I also thought like, if you're there, we might as well like, you know, tech everyone's, you know, equipment, you know, coming from like a audio engineering background, I'm used to, you know, you think everything's great and then you heck go and it's all broken. So, um, <laughs> I, know, I know how that goes so i just and just get it done before we get started so like the first round isn't like oh my my thing's not working oh and then everybody needs like 10 minute extensions so like i was like let's right. just let's take our time let's get it over with you know uh and yeah i mean I, I was you know i was surprised at how just kind of like friendly and you know chit chatty everybody was in between rounds like i'd come back and like you know everybody we'd be talking about all sorts of stuff and just having a nice time so it was because i've been in other ones where it's just like silence until the next round starts which like you know i kind of understand not wanting to like annoy people or you know impose but i don't know it's like if we were if we were in a real space we'd just be chatting and like hanging out so yeah um, totally yeah no way nobody was worried about that this everybody was so chatty it was great (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, and shout out to everybody who was chatty because it really uh, calmed my nerves. Like, I was pretty nervous going into this. Like, um, I'm no stranger to competitive stuff, like having played lots and lots of sports, and I've coached college basketball um, and been in, you know, really... Anyway, not to go on about my competitive resume, but... Uh, in, in terms of like card games, I haven't been in that many competitive situations. So I was like, uh, nervous and it was nice to have everybody like chum it up and that sort of thing. And my, my check-in, uh, partner, uh, was, uh, oh crap. Why can't I remember his name from, from the top eight, the guy who was playing brute. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, I got it. Bryce Morgan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bryce, Bryce was my check-in partner and shout out to Bryce. Sorry, I couldn't remember your name, but I do remember your chill ass vibe drinking a beer (laughs) before round one and just smashing faces with brute. So, uh, he's also a listener. So shout out to you, Bryce, my guy. Totally. I'm going to double down because Bryce was also my shout out. Popular, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, because I also brought brute to this tournament um i don't know i didn't see any of your games i don't know if you're rocking claws or club but great job taking brute to top eight with no defense reactions also um which really water down a brute deck they're terrible but you know it's also tough not happening so good for you way to go on a rampage and uh you know (laughs) take brute up there totally Um, Speaking of that, Colin, how about you give us kind of the breakdown of players and the meta and that sort of thing, and then we'll move into our uh, round-by-round recap of the uh, tournament. So we ended up with, I think, 61 players. Uh, We had a couple drop and then one player who was a no-show, which I was going to wait for, but then one of his – someone knew him and was like – Oh yeah, he's not going to show up. He signed up for a bunch of events and hasn't shown up to a single one. So uh, <laughs> I just removed him and we moved on, and he never showed up. So that was fine. Um, but yeah, we had a really, really great meta. Lots of you know, 
lots of diversity there. You know, Ira was not number one. Dorinthia came in at number one with the 20% of the field. Ira was number two at 18%. Um, and then after that, it was Bravo, uh, Kano, and then Reinar and Kasai, like, you know, all kind of in equal amounts. But, you know, everything down to uh, Benji, uh, Cavden, and uh, even Datadoll. So, like, we had... We had a bunch of stuff, so that was really cool to see um, straight off the bat. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, Taylor, I was I was super nervous too. Mostly, well, normally I'm super nervous, but I was also just like, I kept telling people, I feel like I've been running around, but I've been sitting in this chair like all morning, <laughs> uh, just because I was like, I was pinging people, I was trying to get their deck list, I was checking, making sure they were showing up, um, you know, all sorts of like small kind of tournament organizers stuff um so it was just like by the time we got to like checking everybody in and it was like okay here we go round one i was just like oh my god i'm like exhausted and like <laughs> i was just <laughs> tired um so like just karma kicked in immediately and i got first round by so i was like oh great i'm just gonna sit here for 30 minutes and drink some coffee and eat some breakfast and then I can just like collect myself and like, you know, make sure the tournament starts off smoothly. So I don't, I don't know how that worked out, but it, it just was perfect. So, I mean, my first, my first round was pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Easy win. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, so, oh, before we get into this, I forgot to mention that, um, to our faithful listeners, I threw down the, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you will know that we have a apparently a secret uh, rivalry with Outcast Haven podcast, and we finally got to go basically head to head with those guys. So I threw down the challenge that who whatever team Outcast Haven or the Attack Action team had the better record at the end of Swiss would be then dubbed America's Flesh and Blood podcast, and. I know it's no surprise to any of the listeners or ourselves, but uh, we done stomped them, and we are now, you can call us, the Attack Action Podcast, colon, America's Flesh and Blood Podcast. So, congratulations to us. Polite golf clapping. Um, also, yeah. Colin, Colin is uh, an official battle bro. Now, uh, oh, yeah. because he's yeah. like, he's a very cool dude and he really bumps up our stats. <laughs> so, well, uh... I mean, that's the, that's the attack action podcast <laughs> promise is like you join <laughs> our team and then you win. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. It was yeah. the other way around. Between the times I was on the attack action podcast and the number of skirmishes I won. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 One for one. Also, I mean, I hung out with Bryce in the like check-in room. Boom, he top aided. My second round opponent, Steve. Boom, he top aided. So I'm just saying, I have the Midas touch, not for myself, but for everybody around me, like a good coach would. I also, uh, Colin and I got paired together for the just uh, equipment check round, and I was like, oh yeah. This is just, this isn't our first round. That's good, because I didn't want to play you first round. 
in my head. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want you to beat me and I didn't want to beat you either, you know, and then you just won the whole thing. So afterwards I was like, oh yeah, he would have definitely beat me. That was really good. I didn't want to be in the first round with you. It's so funny because like I... I just saw your username and I forgot that that was your username and it wasn't until I came into the room and like I think even after I left I was like oh wait that was Isaac like I know him <laughs> I was so just like focused on like checking everybody in and getting started that like I was I was all over the place but yeah I'm glad you're like uh, who's that friendly guy back there I'm like hi Colin <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, the, the whole day is a bit of a blur, but, uh, yeah, I, I, we are a team. I, you know, all you have to do is win a skirmish and be on the podcast and you can be a battle bro too. So all I'm saying is, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And, and lucky for us, we've, I freaking drafted you to be able to get this dub against the outcast Haven bros. So. Which, to my credit, I did not realize you were going to win the whole thing. <laughs> you and me both, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, especially uh, coming anyway. off the gauntlet on Monday where I lost every single game I was in. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. A humbling experience, though. Indeed. That's what. Anyway, you, really, uh, uh, you, you really put the work in, though, because, I mean, in the last episode, right, we just talked about how like the answer to this Ira Dorinthia battle, right, is probably Kano. And uh, we had this whole discussion about it. And so way to put the work in and then prove it un- undefeatedly, if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I had a couple losses in Swiss, but that's fine. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Isaac, let's let's start it off with you. We know Colin's got the bye first round. Let's let's go over to you there, bud. Let's talk. What what's your first round looking like in? Uh, oh, okay. Source? Getting into it. Um, yeah, so I had a yeah. mirror match, um, and because of the way we split up the characters for simplicity and affordability and all that, I uh, I've never played a brute mirror before. Um, and he was rocking claws, and I was rocking club, um, and. I went down at first, but I always kind of felt, con- I mean, with Intimidate, you're never fully in control, but I felt like my pacing was pretty good the whole game. And I, uh, well, I, I won 14 to nothing, which it was uh, closer than that for most of the game, but that's what I've written down here. So, won the mirror, <laughs> moved on. <laughs> nice. Smashed him. Whew. Yeah. Well, I think I came out with that like a Tome of Findall play for the health gain and the win, you know? Mm. Nice. But, all right, Classic. Taylor, let's hear it. Um, so my round one was against a Benji, and I was, like, pretty nervous because I thought it was going to be, like, a damage race. Like, he's going to have all these blues, and he's just going to deal, like, six damage every turn, and I'm going to have to, like just spend cards against a stupid Kadachi like really early. Um, but uh, that did not happen. So I won, but he, he like turned two, drew into the blackout kick combo and just like, I didn't really have a uh, great opening attack after the roll off and stuff. So he just kind of took it. And then like blasted me with the blackout kick line 
and I went down to like eight health and was like, oh crap, I'm going to lose round one. Um, but then I like steeled myself and got back into that game and wound up winning it. Um, which I feel like every game I won, nobody was really happy. I was playing Warrior, by the way, and like everybody was like super bummed to lose to Warrior. <laughs> Like everybody, yeah, totally. everybody probably everybody trained it. for that match. You know, they were probably like, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna bring this character, and I I got it dialed so I can beat Warrior." You know, and then ugh, yeah. first game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or they're just like, "Dang it, I'm playing Warrior. I'm gonna lose." You know, or whatever. People just hate playing against Warrior. It's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Like people keep telling me like the wizard matchup versus warrior is like, oh wizard is favorite. I'm like, really? Then why does it always feel like I'm about to die? <laughs> That's so good because it's like for sure like sixty forty wizard's favor. Like yeah. easily. You know. Uh, yeah. We've already gone over it. I you know, I've been hurt by warrior before, so it's uh <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Well then uh I think I'm gonna say I think I played I played the guy you played in the gauntlet and he had like like a bunch of like red leg taps and like all that stuff and I had the same experience where I was just like where are all the blue cards and then it's like he did all this damage and then it was like blue 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 and it was just like oh I'm dead because I can't block anything now <laughs> but all right well uh should we? Uh, I dropped out there, so I missed everything you said. I'm sure it was wonderful, but riveting. Uh, <laughs> you missed you the guys want to? <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> just back hanging out with Elrond. Anyway, uh, I think that's a Lord of the Rings reference, or it's a Scientology <laughs> reference. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, right, let's on move to on to round, round two. two. So, Colin, uh, your first round after a bye. Who? What happened? <clears throat> Uh, I went up against Bravo, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember anything about this matchup. I'm pretty sure he ran four Null Rune, which I think right away I was a little worried about, um, just because it means, like, <clears throat> everything I do has to be big. Um, but, you know, something happened, and then I won. So that was my round two. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Clearly, I need to learn how to take notes in between <laughs> rounds. Well, you didn't know you were going to win, and, uh, you know, you had a lot going on on your plate, so I think you get the uh, the buy on that one. But um, cool to beat Bravo. That seems like a pretty tough matchup when they go with four null runes and um, have all those blues. Yeah, um, and then you go into a blackout fiery rage and you like wake up and there's just a charred <laughs> pile of armor on the ground you know hair. that's pretty that's a hair and armor <laughs> i like your battle strategy <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what happened again <laughs> why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> all right what about you guys round two all right taylor oh okay uh, so I played Kasai. I played uh, Steve, who wound up uh, making the top eight. And uh, this was probably my favorite game 
it, it was at least like the most uh, skilled player I played and we had a really, really great game. Um, so the, the big thing I thought about was, okay, so I'm playing a warrior, so he's going to attack me with weapons. So steel blade shunt is like super, uh, on right now. So I made sure like I kept track of his and mine and I had wind, I wound up pitching mine a turn before his, and then the game just really got grindy and we both wound up uh trading blows and we both got down to one hp and i was like oh sweet i'm going to draw into my shunt before him and i had a really good turn leading up to that and he was left with no cards in hand but one in arsenal but the card in arsenal he wound up having was a cash in and so he drew two cards so then he was ahead of me in terms of our decks basically and he got a little attack off i didn't have a shunt and so i like blocked had my attack and on that turn he he drew into his shunt and killed me and then i checked the top of my deck and it's it's the second card from the top and so that's how that game ended Oof. dang that's pretty close totally it was really close it was like it felt like just a little bit of luck and I was kicking myself cause I made, um, and anybody can see my deck list. I, or I will publish it on the pitchzone.com. but I switched out my second copy of shunt for a yellow warriors valor for the mirror match. Cause I thought that that was kind of better to kind of put on more gas rather than be a little bit more defensive. But I wish now I had had the second copy of Steel Blade Shunt. So, but it is what it is. It was a, it was a great game, even though I lost, you know? So, nice. uh, Isaac, what about you, round two? Um, so, my round two was also a loss against Ira, which um, is not a very good matchup for me, but I can definitely win that one. I just... Um, I personally have trouble like patiently setting up because I mean, against Ira, I'm going to see like more than the end of my deck, you know, um, I can set up pretty huge plays and I, uh, just never seem to be patient enough to play that like long game Ira plays. Um, so anyway, I got club or claws in that one. I ran club in every matchup, um, because I, well, I used to play Claws and Blitz with Root, but um, in our recent round of playing, um, like against Ira and stuff, I had not tried Claws. Mm, so okay. I uh, just wondering, did you have them in your side equipment? I did, but I didn't. Okay, I didn't run them in any games. Um, but anyway, this game came down to, uh, I think two to two, maybe. And anyway, he was running red and yellow sigils, and I reckless swung him, but he had a yellow sigil, which was kind of one of my last options because my deck was running out. So that was unfortunate, and I probably should have played more patiently, but, you know, he played a very tight Ira game and definitely beat me, you know? Totally. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's the worst though when you when you got it and they're like sigil and you're just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally oh man well yeah. and it's interesting too because i feel like a lot of iras have moved away from those four copies of sigil and have added in like an extra defense reaction or two in that slot instead totally um, and there's like a world in which i could have intimidated his other cards you know in turns earlier oh, right. and left him yeah. with just like yellow sigils and just killed him right but yeah that's just like a luck game roll of the dice you know yep totally yep yeah. gotta live with it <laughs> you have to embrace the chaos see that's why totally. bryce did so good is because he was drinking beer to start yeah. and that just invokes <laughs> chaos theory and makes him unpredictable <laughs> totally a little aggressive maybe you know yeah totally um not to say that uh bryce was drunk driving this whole time and could not downplay anybody who lost to potentially a very hammered man in the rounds of Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so let's uh what are we on round three now yep. so colin uh let's go to you round three all right round three was weird i uh i played against dm armado the the uh, content creator. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was playing, I believe, a Viserai OTK deck and pretty cool. much kind of like foregone conclusion of himself that he wasn't going to win. So it's kind of this weird thing where he wasn't doing much and I was like <laughs> worried that he was like going to do something tricky. So I was playing very carefully and then it was just like, and then I won and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, he was like, yeah, this is just like an auto loss for me. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I thought you were going to do something crazy. And so I was just like taking my time <laughs> trying to like feel it out. Uh, but, you know. Did he run but, Talishar uh, against you? No, I believe. See, that's, that's, he had reaping that's his mistake. Blade, um, I'm pretty sure. But then the only time it, he thought it was going to kick in, Pretty sure this happened. I could be mistaken, but uh, I was actually lower life than him, so like I did gain life off of Tom of Findel. Um, and then he did an interesting play. He had two chains of eminence in his deck. Yeah. Uh, and he called, both times he called Sonic Boom as the card, um, which I think that's pretty good calling a card. Um, unfortunately for him, I didn't have it in hand until after he had done that. So it was like once chains eminence was gone i was like okay sonic boom here we go yeah um, but uh i thought that was an interesting play because that's i mean that's a hard i've i actually haven't seen anybody really pull that card off um but i feel like if you can it's like it can just wreck somebody's whole plan um so yeah my yeah. my usual plan with that card is like so against wizard it depends on the time and place like at the end of the game you really want it pitched with your ninth blade and against melee characters, you call like their piece of equipment that they can't block with and kill them that way, you know? But against Wizard, I would call like Snapback, right? That's like usually a four of in the deck. Um, not to give DM Armada some shit, but, you know, got to call the thing that's going to be like most popular. Or Voltic Bolt, I think is great too. A lot of people run blue of that mm. as well. So. Um, yeah, OTK Runeblade. As as you know, because you played me playing OTK Runeblade, that is like a very easy win for Wizard, you know. But he didn't bring that Talishar spice, and that's really 
It gets you a little closer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's just because, I mean, because you're trying to build rune chance, you, you're you just facing a five-card wizard over and over, which is like a yeah. loss for 81, it feels totally. like. You put no you know. pressure on. Yeah. Yep. But then you get a little rusty. And you uh, <laughs> attack them three times and maybe deal three damage, and then they go down to 12, and then that's, like, not that many rune chance. So it's a lot easier. <laughs> that's the strategy, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that play. Uh, all right, who's up? All right, I'll go. Um, so game three, I went up against a Guardian player, and it just, like it went about as you'd expect. This is like not a good uh, matchup for me. And I got, I got a double dominate crippling crushed, like the first two turns and went down to three life, which is like, yeah, it was, and there's like nothing. So I do run defense reactions in this brute deck because uh, I mean, Bryce proved me wrong, but just in our like, limited testing day i found that um running him was worth it to kind of block and then pick my moments against warrior so i was running them and uh can block those big guardian plays but didn't see any to arsenal those first two turns so he just like went to town and just double <laughs> dominate crippling crush is like pretty mean in blitz but um so anyway i go down to three health it's like three to, you know, 15 or something. I think he like takes a club swing to do that. But anyway, then I like come out. Um, I think I missed the scabskins roll on the first tome um, play. But then the second time I like came out and then had a big play against him. And, uh, you know, kind of even out the life total a little bit. And uh, like maybe a breakneck battery into a club, you know, barraging, whatever. Um, and uh, ended up winning just five some nothing. annoying brute play. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like pretty crazy to be down like 15 to three against oh, totally. um, Guardian, who between pummels and dominates, you're just toe straight. But um, he was like pretty tilted that I like brought it back, or not, he wasn't like angry, but just uh, you know, like bummed with himself because it's just like a good matchup for him, and he like had the game in the bag. And I, you know, just squirrely brooded it and came out with the win on that one. It was a pretty wild game. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Who's up? Uh, me, I think, right? Round three? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so my round three was against Ira, and uh, I'd put a lot of effort into trying to beat this deck and that sort of thing and the warrior that tall warrior build uh versus ira is like pretty favored for warrior um and i think my opponent was kind of tilted already that i was playing warrior again that's kind of like the theme of i felt like my uh time until i get to round four which i had a great time in anyway anyway um what won me that game was i just i got back-to-back Iron Song determination turns and just uh, smoked him from there. Um, 
and we had some few technical issues which i totally apologize for but there's nothing i can do and i think that led to just um some frustration and stuff but um so i apologize for that sort of technical issue um but you know it is it is what it is also but uh you know my opponent played really well it's just like my deck is built to beat that deck so it's like you know it sucks when you're at the mercy of somebody else so that was my round three so now i'm two and one on the day dreams of top eight still alive all right and then we move into round four this one's uh, short and sweet. I played a guy named Craig who played Reinar. I have no recollection of this game. <laughs> uh, I won. But you won. <laughs> that was the end of it. That's funny because everybody says, like, so Reinar, everybody says Reinar is a good matchup against Wizard, which it is because you can, you're like resource heavy and you can like play barraging first, right? To mm. make you make a move. And then if I have to block with two cards, I can like still swing with a club. But like, I just feel like saying it's a strong matchup is just like being too generous, right? Like facing wizard and blitz is just terrifying no matter what deck I'm playing with, you know? Well, like what I'm playing yeah. is brute. It's still, it's like, it's still really tough, right? You just have a better chance, I think. Yeah, for me, it, it feels close to 50-50 because both decks are pretty explosive uh yeah totally. what they can do and it's like you know <clears throat> the the in, the most interesting part about the matchup for wizard is like once that barraging beatdown goes down it's like i now have to make all the decisions i was gonna make you know i would normally make over like the whole turn right away because i'm gonna lose a card if it's a blue you know i'm gonna you know <clears throat> with each uh, intimidate it lessens the chance that i can actually do anything and you know you do run some you know two defense cards and you've got no armor to block with so uh it's you know i mean i'm sure maybe some people run like skull cap but i don't own a skull cap so uh i just i've got one armor on tunic and that's about it (laughs) which honestly has saved me more than once um but uh yeah it's it's a crazy matchup because you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes they force, you know, I think in any wizard matchup, it comes a point, they force your hand in some way. And with brood, it's with like the intimidate and either if you decide to go for it or you crack the lens and like, you've got it on top, you're just like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, now brood has to make choice of losing resources to do the big turn he was going to do or take a bunch of damage and like risk dying like before he even gets that turn off. So um, it's it's definitely crazy. Like normally it's like two or three turns like total. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I've played like recently. I've played a couple like more grindier ones when they run like higher uh, uh, arcane barrier. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a wild one that I'm just kind of like okay, let's hold on and see what happens. <laughs> Taylor, you want to go next? Well, I guess I'll go next. Um, So my round four was against Kasai, which um, I 
I'm always like pretty tilted in this matchup. So Taylor played Kasai for a while and I like learned the blocking pattern, right? And can like play and beat Kasai, but it's really hard for my brain for some reason to switch between Dorinthia and Kasai. And I think that Kasai with her, her big Kadachis um, against <laughs> Brute is like a pretty bad matchup, um, at least until I figure it out better. Um, so I lost this one. It was three to nothing at the end, but I never really felt like I was going to win. Um, but I lost to Try Guy, who is one oh, of our hell fans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we 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 chat about Azalea pretty often and uh, yeah, it was a good game. Um, and he pretty soundly beat me because the matchup I'm going to have to revisit a few times before I like figure that out. Awesome. And we'll that's, see. that's it. <laughs> that's just another uh, merit uh, for being involved in the attack action podcast. Right. Oh yeah. Is Bump. It, you know, <laughs> Yeah, totally. The the Attack Action Podcast bump for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out to Try Guy. He he let us know in Discord the other day on our last episode where I was like, Hey, are you still listening? He was like, Oh yeah, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> so shout out <laughs> shout out to you again. Nice. Um so for me, I guess round four um was the Warrior Mirror, and I had just spent I had just locked myself in a yurt on the coast in Washington with my friend Thomas and had jammed I don't know how many warrior games trying to like figure out the warrior mirror. Um, and I felt like I had it down really well. And so he goes like, oh, not a great first turn. And he just plays a sigil and then slaps down an energy potion. And I was like, this is the greatest turn ever first. You know, like so much value. He's ahead. Oh, we lost you there for a second, Taylor. Oh, okay. Mid-story. Anyway, (laughs) I just had a really bad... He had a really good first turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really big setup, and I had a really bad first turn. I just had a blue with no go again and a red overpower. Um, So I had no go again threats or anything. And so I attacked, like, normally, and I think he just, like, used some equipment and, like, something else. I don't know. He just, like, blocked my turn, which I was, like, pretty happy about. Because I was like, cool, you just used equipment. That's like super critical. I'll have my equipment like farther down the line in this matchup. And then he just like hit me with the god hand and basically won after his second turn. Like he, I didn't have the cards to really block his first turn or his like first swing. And I wanted like he, so he did um, Steel Blade Supremacy with no go again. So I was like, okay, well he has to pop bolters or play glint or something like that. So I just went no blocks. I'll block the second one. So he uses his bolters and I'm like, cool. I'm like way ahead. He's used his bolters. He's used equipment to block with. And then, so I overblock his second swing and he just twinning blade glints me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so fucked. And he like 
draws off of that <laughs> and then swings again, gets go again, again, off of, I don't know, hit and run or something. And I only have like one card and, and then, uh, he wound up like getting a counter dealing five damage and I had no cards in hand. And then he, it just snowballed from there. And, uh, I just, that was it. <laughs> you know, down down eight life with Dawnblade with a counter, and I have no momentum. I like clawed my way back into that game a little bit, but uh, even though our game like nearly went to time, even if we had gotten as much time as we wanted, I don't think I was going to get back into that game unless he made like a really bad mistake or something, which it didn't seem like he was going to. So then I'm two two after that. And that's what it's like to play against Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Just punishing. <laughs> yeah, twin, Twinning Blade on the second one, that's like pretty rough. Yeah. I feel. I think we talked about that last time, but that, that card seems like really good uh, when people are expect. you know, they're just like, oh, overblock, shut down Dorinthia. They're like, cool, I'll Twinning Blade and then I will crush you. <laughs> Yeah, that card's like, so I played with Taylor's deck a few times because I don't usually play Warrior. And it's, it's like, I feel like it's fair because it's, you know, so niche, right? Like it's only a yellow and it, it only has one use, but it just like, you know, when you, when you pull it off, it's just so brutal. Yeah. No, it's real good. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we move on to game five? Let's yeah, go. round five. All right. Uh, round five. I played tower number nine uh, in his, you know, the tall Dorinthia deck. Uh, right. Foreshadowing. The, the originator, um, <laughs> you know, and it was kind of, you know, kind of a standard game. You know, I was doing some chip damage. This one's on his stream if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, doing some chip damage and then you know i kind of took some damage to try to like set up a bigger turn and he got a counter probably did like a iron song determination or something and i just couldn't you know with wizard it's like unless i've got unmovable in arsenal which you know i do i do run two unmovables and sometimes i can help shut these down but you know i just got into a spot where he, he hit me twice he got a counter uh and then uh what was it? It was like two. I was on two health. He was on fourteen. He came in for ten with sharpened steel, dauntless, and downblade with the counter. Um, <laughs> and Jesus, like, I was like, I had enough. I had enough cards in hand, you know, to like block it out, and you know, perhaps, you know, get around a iron song response, which I was worried about because I knew I'd seen one red one, but not the second one. Um, but I just, I think I, what did I do? I think I used Talismanic Lens and Kano'd an Aether Flare using a potion I had out. I was hoping to like, uh, you know, I could buff my next thing if like he, if he took damage, I was hoping I would get, I think I had Forked in hand. I was hoping I could like, you know, super buff a Forked, um, if he just like took the ether flare damage um but he blocked it pretty handily so then i decided to 
block with three cards and tunic for 10 exactly and then the iron song responds to me and that was a good game so that was my uh that was my first loss and you know pretty for me pretty expected i have played a lot against uh uh, tower in the past, at least when I was first getting started in the game, and I've I've lost probably ninety five percent of the games we played. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that was rough. Losing to Iron Song responds is the worst because yeah. it's like a card in hand or a card in arsenal, you know, but like none floating. You're like, ah, oh, there's only two in the deck, and I've seen one, but you know, it's just like it just makes. Because every other play requires like so many resources or whatever position or whatever, but that card is just awful. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, you, especially when you like know it's coming and then you're like, well, maybe it's not, and then you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> should have. So often though, on the warrior side, you're like, okay, cool, great hand. They're gonna block. I'm gonna get to play this, get value out of it, and then you don't, and you're like, well, crap. I guess that's my turn arsenal and pass, you know, like yeah. that happens a lot yeah. too. So, yeah, I mean, I do we're, like we're getting 10, both sides of the coin. <laughs> I like the uh, 10 damage. I have to block. So yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah. That's a different story. I like the, uh, I like the wizard terminology, super buff where you just like <laughs> chain buffs into a forked. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, if you do, I'm learning things. <laughs> if you do Aether Flare with Crucible and you hit, that's four. So you add four to both, uh, four of Lightning. So you jump it up Ooh. to twelve right away, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's rad. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just didn't have it in hand. I had what I had. I had like two. I think I had two reds and a yellow in hand, and the blue I used yeah. to, to Kano. So it was just like I didn't have the sauce to to make the. The turn yeah. happened the way I needed to. No sauce to make the enchilada. That All right. Mean, sorry. Uh, that's not a thing people say. <laughs> the, the ancient proverb. Yeah. We'll come back to that later. Are um, we on round five, by the way? Because yeah. I played the worst opponent in round five. Do you want to take this one, Taylor, or should I? Do you want to oh, go yeah, first? Totally. We, we had... Oh. So, uh... Taylor and I had had like exactly because we were chatting um, in Discord after each match. Like, oh yeah, I just beat Reinar on the mirror, and Taylor would be like, oh yeah, I beat, just beat this person, and then uh, you know, and then we both would get a loss. So we had the, exactly the same record against like exactly the same tiered opponents, um, mm. which was unfortunate because like with sixty one players there, I didn't want to you know flip and play Taylor again for the 200th time, but um, we got seated together and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we performed so similarly. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. anyway, it's just, uh, we'd also played that matchup a few times preparing for this event. Not that there would be a lot of brutes, but just when it was my turn, I wanted to like test against warrior. Um, so I'm running like uh two sinks and two fates and a yellow unmovable mm. and a reckless swing i think which like to any brute player that's like pretty like pretty rough um just because it's right. like it makes your <laughs> it makes your brute turns like pretty tough but um anyway uh it went about are you talking idea. trash 
<laughs> and then I and then I pwned him, and then he died. <laughs> so I was we lost Taylor for a minute there, but um, anyway, for just from my end, um, it went just pretty much how it go. Like I block as best I can, and it it's like pretty panicky, and he's doing damage and you know whatever. But then uh, we hit a certain point in the game where. You know, it's fairly even, and I'm sitting, <laughs> against my better judgment, don't ever do this, but I arsenaled an alpha rampage. <laughs> so I'm like, have to now play around that from now on, which is like pretty <laughs> terrible. It just feels so bad when you end your turn with one card in hand and don't arsenal, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, I have an al- alpha rampage and arsenal, and I have like a barraging and probably a blue wrecker romper and a yellow and movable and a fate in hand. Um, so Taylor swings like naked Dawn blade and I like have the reactions to, to block if he goes up. So I just take it and then I think he pops bolters and then does it again. And then I just take it knowing I can block him, um, if need be, or, um, so I ended up taking just taking six, right? Which is great because I popped my uh, Hope Merchant's Hood. Yep, that's right. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> but so I popped my Hope Merchant's Hood and I feed the yellow and movable and the fate or whatever back into my deck and draw. And there's like, based on the cards I'm running, there is a scenario in which I could like screw myself here, but it's like pretty unlikely with like a blue Wrecker Romper in a red barraging um so then i draw like the right hand right and then i like double red barraging him and alpha rampage for like 17 or whatever and uh and when but i was only on six health you know it was like down there um totally yeah you you killed me exactly i had uh the armor to block exactly so i, I think i was at 12 or something or 14 yeah, I, think you had 12 I don't know health. yeah 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 i was at 12 because i played because i couldn't push any damage because i had the card i pitched and then like a sigil in arsenal and a iron song response or something like that and so because you didn't block i couldn't uh push any more damage all i could do was gain that three life and go from nine to twelve and uh you just killed me exactly intimidate four dunzo <laughs> totally and that's like the dream spot is because i could have blocked right and yeah then I just totally put those which, cards back in draw more yeah. offensive cards you know yeah which like, would have been ideal for me is if you had just like unmovable me and then you couldn't have had a big big enough turn but i just couldn't push any more damage to get it over i think i had two that that is what i had yeah i had a blue and then two um iron song responses in hand yeah yeah and you you run a number (laughs) of uh a number of non-reprise reactions so i was like hoping you wouldn't wouldn't have it yeah totally yeah if i had had like out for blood or any of the just one for three pumps right or uh reactions would have been great but yeah so great job you you just smoked me 
And so now I'm two and three, and Isaac gets to be three and two, which is pretty yeah. nice. That That's pretty classic Brute Warrior match, though. I'm just getting, like, stuck and, like, clunking your armor, you know, and then just, like, yeah. go into a rage and, like, tear into you, and then one of us wins. Totally. That's pretty yeah, much how I it felt, goes. I felt so solid, too, going back up to 12 after that red sigil. I was like cool he's gonna have a big turn i will survive because i have all of this armor still <laughs> and i have 12 health and no, armor. I, yeah totally <laughs> nope uh dead 100 dead <laughs> uh, uh so that puts us in round six so colin what happens in round six here round six i went up against our boy bryce uh playing reinar <clears throat> and he he stomped me pretty good um, nice i don't i think i had i just had some weird draws um i didn't have you know what i needed to do the kind of you know normally i'm i'm trying to chip away a little bit and then do a big blowout turn um either you know on my turn or their turn but uh yeah i just didn't have it and i think i'm pretty sure when i went to go like he came in for like a was either barraging but probably a blood rush turn um and i went to like kano and i think i already used lens so it was like a blind kano and it was like a blue something and i was just like well i'm gonna die <laughs> uh and then he proceeded to smash me so that was uh <clears throat> you know not the best way to end the swiss with my double loss but uh managed to sneak into the top eight despite that that's all it takes yeah. you know yeah um so my uh my sixth game was also um against kano and i uh i actually kind of misplayed a couple times but it's just like he didn't have it you know like that's as good as Kano is. It's like sometimes you just don't, it's like you auto lose like 20% of your games or something, you know, or I don't know, whatever it is. It's just like, um, I felt like I let our life totals get too close together down there. And, uh, he just didn't end up having it at the end. Like, and, uh, I ended up winning two to nothing. Um, cause he hit me, but you know, it just wasn't for enough. So, yeah. well, close game. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, I, I forget how much life I had, but it was like not a lot, right? Like, like maybe I had like eight or seven or six or, you know, I was like, like down there when, I, yeah, yeah. when I swung at him, <laughs> but I like Jesus. save, I like barraging and then I have a pack hunt out of arsenal. Right. So nice. I like, I barraging and still have three cards to block if he's going to kill me. Not that that may have saved me, but you know, <laughs> right. um, you, but that's uh, what you try. <laughs> did you run Skullhorn? Uh, yeah. So I, I ran four Nolrune and kept Scabskins, um, nice, yeah. which I'm on. So if you get the tunic loaded up, that's like one more defense, which is pretty sweet. Or if you run Heart and Crossstrap, you can just grab some more defense. Mm. But um, just, I mean, rolling scabskins for like Toma Findal or 
just when you have like the money hand and you can tack a five attack club on to the end of it, right? Like if the wizard goes for it and doesn't kill you and you have like two action points on your money hand, it's just like so good. Um, which is pretty tough without a uh, gambler's gloves. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I don't know if this is the right call, but it's, it's the way I went in this tournament. Um, keeping the scab skins. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, like, I mean, Skullhorn's so good, I think. Yeah. Even yeah. with not using it for the Arcane Barrier. Um, but yeah, I think keeping Scabskins makes sense. I've, uh, I've played with a friend who, who's been running, like, he doesn't have Skullhorn yet, uh, so he's just been running four. Um, and I think without the Scabskins, like, it really prevents him from you know having those really big turns which you know if you're not threatening enough against the wizard like it's just gonna it's gonna come back and get you i'm i mean if you're running like combo claws you don't need an extra action point right but that's like a whole whole other thing um but yeah so like running you know skullhorn you can get norman four which still blocks like a pumped sonic boom or and you run a lot of yellows yeah. and like red and a blue. It's like that four is actually kind of a a nice spot for you to be in. If you yeah, totally. Because yeah, you have four, to block. Getting over four as a wizard is just like, you have to work that much harder for it. Right. Um, yep. And yeah. that yeah, makes a right. difference. Yeah. In... Um, nope. And lost them again. What was that, Taylor? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just, it's like so tough since we're just talking about this right now. It's, I mean, again, like I have intimidate, so it, it makes it that much easier. But, you know, when it's like when the wizard player switches to, you know, in certain matchups, you can switch to that strategy where you just like you play a red Voltic Bolt on your turn with two cards, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's like a a pile of damage, which I can block or block most of or whatever. But then I'm just sitting on two cards for my turn, and you've drawn up, yeah. You know, so then it's like we get into this weird. I feel like just Wizard, if you play it right, you can just we get into this weird cycle of like you can just take two turns in a row and I take damage and don't get an attack or maybe get a club swing. And then it's just like rinse repeat almost. And that's, yeah, that's just, it's funny. Brutal. Cause uh, honestly, I think there's a lot of similarities into versing Kano as there is to like Dorinthia because sometimes it's like you're, you have that fear that they're going to do something that you're not quite, you know, you can't fully calculate what it is, but it's the range of it is scary. Um, and then, but sometimes that fear is what loses you the game. Um, yeah, totally. You, you didn't go for something or, you, yeah. you know, you didn't, you blocked instead of just taking the damage and doing your big turn, which could have been, you know, the right turn to do it on. Cause you know, you know, in any deck, sometimes you draw up and it's just like, you don't have what it takes to respond to what's, what's coming at you. So, um, I definitely, there are similarities and I think that's why, you know, there are people who, who hate playing against both, uh, both <laughs> heroes, but yeah, totally. And you, you get kind of tilted and you just start throwing all four of your cards at them and you're like, wait, 
when do, when do I do something, you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Taylor, you want to talk about your game six? Yeah. So I, it's a back to back brute situation. So I played brute again. Um, I think I, uh, who did I play? Um, Sean, I think is his name. Colin, you were, you were playing him this morning, I think. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. 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 Um, and poor Sean, I took out all of my rage and revenge that I felt after losing to Isaac and I just took it out (laughs) on him and blasted him like so hard. He hit me with like a pretty good, like classic brute turn. And I just was like, don't care. Yeah, take take this sword right in your face, and then he basically just died. You know, I I blacked out basically. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Great rundown, real real play by play. Yeah, totally. I, he did something like crazy where he played like two bonehead barriers in the same turn or something, and I like did nothing. But he had no cards at all or in arsenal, and I was like, cool. Reprise is like online now because you only have cards in hand so i'm gonna smoke you so sorry sean that you were the uh brunt of my rage there on that one but blame isaac (laughs) um yeah so that's that's all six rounds so i wound up being uh three and three i wound up being 28th place uh not that exciting but slightly better than half the field which pretty good i suppose for my first skirmish it was uh my like bottom barrel goal i wanted was to just be like as long as i go three three beat over half the field i'll feel happy about that so so that's how that's how it was for me i went uh i guess i went four and two and i got 15th um which is like pretty good you know you always want to do better, but I'm happy with that. Um, pretty psyched though. So I don't own an Arcanite skull cap. So I did it all with Hope Merchant's Hood. That's right, everyone. <laughs> Hope Merchant's say, Hood. <laughs> I think that's a great choice. Honestly, I think, especially in Brood, I've thought about, even in Wizard, I've thought about it. It's like, you know, sometimes it'd be great just to like ditch my cards and like get new ones. <laughs> but, oh, totally. Yeah. You know, like, so I think that's, that's an interesting choice. And like, I think it's really cool that you, you did well with that. Thanks. And I used it. Actually, I use the lens when I'm running claws, like in constructed nice. um, to see what you're going to draw and do. Right. Cause you need to just draw resources pretty much. Um, but um, with this club mechanism and running so many defense reactions in my deck, um, you know, it's it's like in some games, it's like, God, a, an iron rot would have been so much better. But then in like a couple of games, like in Taylor's game and, uh, you know, at least one or two others, it, you know, it like functioned pretty well, like probably more than blocking for one. So I was pretty happy with it. It's also pretty fun, you know. Totally. Um, and then Colin, you're at, you're at four and two also, First. but... I was Late 42, losses. but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I got in at 6th place, so nice. I think 6th, 7th, and 8th in the top 8 were all 4 and 2 as well. So Yeah, with, you know. with late losses, that's what you need is to get those last two losses like in the latest rounds possible for tiebreakers. Yeah, for right. sure. 
because you know, I lost, you know, I lost the yeah Davis who was first place, and then Bryce who came in just above me at fifth. So, you know, pretty pretty good situation uh, going into the top eight. So, I mean, at that point, I was I was pretty stoked. I didn't think I would, you know, do that well <laughs> uh, going into it. So uh, for me, it was just like you know already done what I came to do, which was better than you know what I normally do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, totally. Congratulations to you, man. You did, uh, great. And then, uh, yeah, that's really awesome. I wanted to, before we get into your kind of top eight matches, um, I just wanted to kind of give our, or at least my takeaway. I don't know what Isaac has to say. Um, he just texted me that he has to go pee. So, uh, maybe he's going to do that. <laughs> No, I'm still here. Okay. I was gonna, well, I was gonna I... like, once Colin started into like a, a long, you know, a long totally. lecture on his rampage through the top eight. I was gonna like, sneak away and pee, but oh, totally. Go ahead and do that, and then if I drop out, Colin, you just got, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta do it, bro. Um, totally. But I wanted to say my my takeaway from this. So if you haven't done a skirmish yet i highly recommend it and play whatever the hell deck you want don't feel like you got to play ira or warrior or wizard just just play whatever um i mean unless you, winning is really important to you then like do the work and try to win do your best but like uh the real importance in blitz anyway is like in in a few of my games i felt like i could have just had you know, the heart of the cards a little bit and would have pulled some stuff out. Like my round two game, my shunt first and winning, then, you know, who knows what happens or maybe I still have a chance, but, and I don't get like the God hand in round four from that warrior mirror, you know, just like the margins are so slim already that like, um, losing to Isaac, in round five puts me at like 29th place or whatever and busts him up into like 15th place and that sort of thing so it's just yeah, like then, then i was 18th and playing 15 you know and then i get to play yeah. a higher spot and then win and then get into a higher you know it's like yeah. pretty small pretty small margins yeah exactly that's my point is that the margins are really small and to know that going in also and like and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's my kind of overall totally uh, in the takeaway. Take there were a lot, as we talked about earlier, there were a lot of different characters represented. And, you know, I just had a great time playing like six rounds of Swiss, you know, like I, you know, of course, would love to top eight, but like, you know, just have a blast playing all those games. So, like, yeah. Taylor, I will reiterate what Taylor said. Come out and like play what you love play a bunch of games against a bunch of like cool people and a bunch of different characters. Right. It's not, I mean, I played like one warrior and one Ira, you know, you don't have yeah, to like, yeah, stress me too. Out and, and like, you <laughs> know, <laughs> I put so much time to, into both of those matchups to only have played one, you know, each <laughs> is just so silly. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that's a good thing about, and we can talk about this on another 
podcast at a later date, but just like kind of the, you know, we're really starting to still figure out the meta, you know, and because how skirmish can be like sometimes people's, you know, under 20th game that they've ever played in that sort of thing that the skill level is, is really high um, or ju- is just like all over the place. So well, it's also just, just like, it's like so rock, paper, scissors right now, right? Like I think guardian yeah. like probably crushes this warrior deck, you know, right. but like loses to Ira pretty bad. So it's like if Ira is just out and this warrior's in, then it can shift again and shift again. And then hopefully yeah. it'll like, or it's like even out if, a little bit, but yeah. It, Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the the takeaway there is that like the more diverse the playing field, like the more diverse like the top is going to be. Uh, totally. If, Which if I... everyone's playing Ira, it's of course it's going to be an Ira top eight. But like, you know, I think the fact that there are answers that you know open, you know, it's like. Tall Warrior might be an answer to Ira, but then that's opened up to other strategies. So it's like, you know, there's ways of of countering each other, and it doesn't seem like there's one that just wipes everything out, um, even if it seems like that sometimes. Um, so. Yeah, which, like, really, in my opinion, just makes for, like, a healthier playing field, right? Because, so then in order to, like, top eight in these kinds of events or to win them, you have to have a deck that can beat, like, a lot of these different decks not just like not just ira right yeah or not just warrior so so great job colin thank you uh <laughs> i didn't have to play a single ira so that was interesting because huh. i was nice. i was i wouldn't say i was ready for it but i was because i most people i know play warrior so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a lot of practice against Warrior, which was really helpful when I had to face three different Warriors in the top eight. <laughs> Oof. Nice. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> segue. Just, so, so just, yeah, Colin, how about you take us through that top eight, man? Well, let's do it. And I apologize again because my memory is not serving me well here. But um, it's. I think, honestly, all three of them had very similar kind of like plays. Because I, I, I should have looked up their decks, but I bet their decks are all pretty similar. Um, but yeah, it seemed pretty pretty tall, Dorinthia. Um, round round seven, uh, Jacob Burns doing Dorinthia, and that one seemed pretty close. Like I'm trying to remember, it came down, you know, as it does. Warrior came in for a big swing that either was gonna probably kill me or I had to do something, and I, and I did something. Blacked out, fire, you know, <laughs> you know just blonde, singed, singed blonde hair and armor everywhere. Um, so yeah, won that one. Sorry, there's no more details. Uh, and then went on to round eight. I was like, okay, like you know, maybe I'll see an Ira this time. Nope, another Dorinthia. So it's just like, oh, fuck. It's like literally like my worst nightmare is just like having to keep playing Dorinthia. And this one, this one was pretty good. I think this one had a similar kind of cadence of some chip damage. He, you know, he came at me. I think I was able to play unmovable to block one of his turns. um, Because it wasn't a super quick game. Um, 
but then he pretty sure he got a counter mm-hmm. and then it was his turn he was coming in and i think it was like an iron song determination play so it was like it's there threatening pretty much lethal um because you know again i don't have armor and i only run the two defense reactions and i think both i think in that one i might have pitched the blue unmovable to pay for the other blue unmovable um and so like which in some ways it's really good because i now know i'm not gonna brick on a right kano um ability but then uh yeah he came at me and i i'm pretty sure and i could just be getting things confused but i'm pretty sure i let him hit and because i think he still had bolters up and i had enough life to like take damage um and then have him try to swing again or like, you know, I was trying to just get him to use as much resources as possible um, right. <clears throat> before I tried to go for it. Uh, and uh, it was a, I'm pretty sure I had blazing ether in arsenal. And then I think it was like a forked lightning. It might've even been a stir forked. Cause I think yeah, it was a stir forked. I was watching that on discord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he actually had a pretty, he had a lot of life left. I don't think I was able to do that much damage. Um, maybe it was a shorter game. <laughs> no, it was kind of a uh, grind. It wasn't so much of a grinder, but it was definitely like longer than your game against Kingsley for sure. You know, yeah. it was like so, maybe five, five turns or something. That, yeah, that seems right. It was definitely a little bit longer. Um, and yeah, so I stir forked and then like, he he sat there and just like straight up he's like well it's probably a blazing ether coming he's like you know well and he just just like kind of decided out and like he's like well you would have done uh because i had i think i had either one resource floating or like i had one card left and he was like oh you would have you would have crucible too right if you could afford to do it because i don't think i had tunic up um so he like straight up called exactly what i had going on and then blocked didn't block enough to keep blazing ether from being lethal and he was like well if you got blazing ether you won and i was like well blazing ether so <laughs> good game yeah um, yeah which was just wild because i was like dude he's got me he's just like he's got my number and i'm toast <laughs> oh totally yeah it was pretty wild watching because I, I and i think he went with that line of reasoning because earlier he had tried to surmise what you had and uh didn't get it right i forget what it was he maybe thought you had a snapback when you didn't or something like that and you just totally didn't and nothing happened and so you know i don't really know but i just know that in that circumstance maybe you're like well you start to doubt your intuition you know Mm -hmm. after you've got it wrong so maybe that you know led him to that decision to just be like you know what let's just let's just go for it here yeah i think too like if it might have been that like i had enough to block with like a card and a tunic because he might have just been coming in for four more and like i you know 
I could technically block if like he did if he like full blocked and then we just go into the right. next turn and he was already going to be down on life. Um, you know, so I think it just kind of it was one of those things. He he risked it and I just had it and I had it in there. So that was a that was a pretty good one. And then you know little you know little surprise that I came up back against tower number nine in the finals just because he's been very he's been very good and doing very well in these events um he's just a and he was undefeated player. up yeah. until this point yeah up until yeah. this championship game against you yeah he had gone eight and oh and i at this point i was what six and two yeah yeah um and so i was like all right well here we go like you know and honestly i think Normally, I would be so nervous in this situation, but I was just exhausted. Um, and it wasn't even like, you know, people talk about like the white or not white, the wizard fatigue, like, you know, oh, it's like, it's so complicated, blah, 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 blah. And I think if they're the type of player that's setting up that OTK bottom deck situation and you're counting your cards the whole time, like that definitely seems a lot harder. But for me, I'm a little more, uh, you know, free jazz with my Kano playing um, and just kind of go with what I got. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was less of that. And I was actually surprised I didn't make any like, you know, calculation mistakes in a lot of these games. Um, but uh, yeah, so came in and honestly, this one, it was like so similar to the game before it where like, you know, we were kind of exchanging damage uh, he went in, he got a counter, um, and then, uh, same thing happened, Iron Song Determination, uh, I think, that was it, I was on 9 health, he was on 15, um, he had a counter on the Dawn Blade, he does Iron Song Determination, and I broke my lens, mm -hmm. let's see, what I, oh, the, the reason, like this, I felt, I was like, all right, well, this has got to, like, normally it's like 9 to 15. I feel like, you know, I probably could have blocked um, or, and, like, gone through the next turn and been okay. But I, uh, I had three blues in my hand, so I was just like, well, I've got to, you know, I've got enough to, like, do this if I hit the right cards. Um, so I used Talismanic Lens, top-decked, uh, blazing ether and fork lightning, um, <laughs> which, uh, was just like, just like, it was like super awesome. But at the same time, it's like, Oh no, like I have just enough resources to like maybe kill him if he only has, uh, a red, um, in hand. <laughs> and it was just like, and it was like, it felt like a lot like our last game where I was like, I was worried about the Iron Song response. Um, and, you know, so I, I did a similar play where I was like, okay, well, like, I let the first one hit because yep. I wanted him to waste his resources as much as possible. Um, and, you know, if, if it was like an attack reaction and he had to like pay for it, and so he's coming up even, you know, over the top even more, like that would have been even better because I would be able to to know what you know what's coming at me at least um but then he just you know he lets it hit and he swings again um breaking bolters with his floating resource so i'm just still like i still have no more information he's got nothing floating one card and i was just like you know what like 
let's just you know let's just do this uh, so I was like at very at the very least I can I can play forked I can do some damage and then I have uh, let's see at least one card in tunic left to like block the four he might you know I'm thinking he might not have a reaction like it could be like a warrior's valor or something else um, right that's not right. useful so I I was just like, all right, well, let's just do the forked. Um, so I forked, you know, with uh, uh, Crucible and Metacarpus. So it's only coming in for eight. So it's like, it's not even like a full full pump fork. Um, and then he just like takes it. And then I was just like, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like now I still have no more information about what that card is. Um, and I think even at this point, I was just like, it's weird sometimes when you get exactly what you want, because like I wanted him to take damage, but now I'm not sure <laughs> if I could do it because he goes down to uh, seven and I got Blazing Ether on top. And I think all I can do, uh, I, I don't think my tunic was charged. Um, I think it was like mm, his third turn, um, or no, his second turn. And I think I went first because he picked, um, which is another thing. I think I yeah, went first in every yep. single one of these games because they were all higher seed than me. Um, right. And then and I was just like, you know what? I, I've been telling myself this all day. Like, I'm just going to live and die by Kano. And so I was just like, boom, blazing ether for eight. And he's like, well, you got me. And I was fucking, <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> Dude, yeah, was it was. No way. It I was, was so insane. proud of you for like going for that, you know? Because, like, watching, right, I'm like, all right, he has two because he's pitched a springboard and played an iron song, right? So he has two yellows out of the table. I'm like, God, there's a lot of reds in that deck. You know, so for me watching, it's just really easy to be like, go for it. But, you know, that's, like, such a hard call to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Watching <laughs> it was, like, insane because I was, you, like, went for it with this, with the forked, and I was like, oh, God. If he has a Iron Song response and he doesn't have anything else, like he, Colin's done. If he doesn't have anything else, you know, like you're in too deep. You you must win, and you did it. You know, it's amazing that like yeah. he didn't have another yellow or another blue. You know, it was it was awesome. And, and me and Isaac like instantly were sending messages back and forth to one another, like, "Oh my God, he did it!" Like, <laughs> what? You know, just like. So totally. pumped. Yeah. And like, I thought it was really interesting because so from like Kingsley's point of view, right, he, he could have blocked one off of your first attack. And then if you had Blazing Aether, it would not have been for lethal, right? But then he mm -hmm. gives up that Iron Song response bluff. Right. So then you're at one, because then you could just block. So then you're at one and he's at like eight, I guess, which is like way worse for him. So he has to hold it and keep the bluff going, you know, it, the yeah. irony just being that he could have prevented his death, but yeah. just, well, like against wizard, it's just like, <laughs> cause I've been there so many times holding a red or two. Right. Right. But it just makes yeah. like, it makes the wizard player be like, Oh no, like I can't kill him. So I have to live even though I'm right. just like, you know, it's like the threat of that bluff is like pretty huge. Um, yeah, and you know. and it's like, 
pretty tricky. Like <clears throat> you would have lived anyway, you know, like if you kept that last card and blocked with tunic, he didn't have it to kill you. Yeah. You know? And so he would have just been like, ha ha, I got your tunic and you didn't kill me. Let's rinse and repeat. But I be, I think even then, um, you know, you just would have drawn back up and you maybe still could have made it happen. You know, there's a lot of fire left in your deck and he's at like way lower health. So yeah, totally. I think it was I mean, your, yeah. your game to win for sure. Just props to you though, for like, because wizard's a difficult deck. Right. And, uh, just like, I like could not believe you were organizing and running this whole event in between rounds and everything the whole time, like all day. And then just, just playing and winning and then, you know, mediating and like orchestrating everything. Like that's oh, yeah. pretty rad. I'd have to like Good pop out and be like, Oh wait, I got to go make a judge call. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. But, That's so you know, funny. I, like I said, I think it honestly helped because it kept me from having enough like emotional bandwidth to be nervous about anything. So I was able to just no, play good. and like not worry about it and just like, you know, totally. I, you know I, a little bit of luck, you know, I, I had some good top decks and, you know, but I, and then I made some good calls, but, you know, I think it's, it's so much better to like try to do that and then fail doing it than to like end up blocking you know like in my last game with against him right i didn't have it so i tried to block to live and then he just kills me anyway and it's like well that was stupid like <laughs> yeah yeah no we're not doing that again <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm going out in the blaze of glory this is kato we're talking about <laughs> hell yeah also sidebar that's a great card from star wars destiny blaze of glory that's a throwback <laughs> that's an excellent anyway. card <laughs> dead game though nobody cares dead, dead game great, nobody great cares, card dead game maybe somebody <laughs> in our listener group is is psyched well um awesome colin i'm like so proud of you and congrats i'm glad you're the champ um, yeah really appreciate it we at this point we're gonna do a kind of deck profile of your uh deck but i think we're just gonna skip it and uh just let the folks know where they can get at you on like discord or something like that if they want to talk about it because you can find the deck on the uh main flesh and blood uh web page and you can talk to colin about it if you're yeah. cool with that colin just like yeah, skipping totally. that segment uh, it's on it's on the pitch zone too it's called Cam hell yeah unethered uh, lucky gaming tcg <laughs> skirmish winner um and uh i've already it was so great the second it went up on the fad you know website uh immediately someone in the wizard discussion was like is this a good deck <laughs> just like no dude it's not don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah to total trash don't play kano yeah just like uh, yeah. i don't know how to answer that i won so it was good for me. <laughs> it's because people like people pick up the game and then instantly Google decks to like make yeah. a deck. You know what I mean? So yeah. this guy's I mean, like, is this a good deck? I need to buy these cards and then I'll break into the game play, which you probably can't with Kano, but you know. Yeah. That's like I, mean, that I think mine started from you know, some New Zealand players like good deck and like I kind of just kept tweaking it to to be what I needed it to be, and then right. just a lot of like you know, 
adjustments where I found, you know, it's like I just had too many reds, so it's like making sure I had enough blues and stuff like that, and like, you know, uh, a couple weird one-off blues just to like kind of mix it up, because uh, sometimes you hit them on Kano and you want to be able to do something a little more interesting, but um, totally. other than that, yeah, I'm always down to talk about it. I am Chonikman on Discord, uh, lately more so on the Team Covenant Discord, but I'm, I'm around on the, the Fab one as well. Um, I do have one quick question about your um, card choice. Yeah. Um, we don't have to, like, go into it super. Um, but um, so you do not run red fate for scenes, which some wizards do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you do run two blue unmovables. Yeah. Um, so I guess that decision paid off. Uh, especially in the fight against Warrior, I assume. Um, do you want to just like give a f- us a few sentences about your uh, reasoning there? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it came from um, God, was it Jason Long? Is that who from New Zealand? Yeah, um, that's he. He had those in that his deck for in, sure. at the calling. Yeah, and yeah. like I think it was mostly put in there for because of like Needle and Ira, um, and you know. I had read, you know, the wizard discussion group were saying, like, if you're learning uh, Kano, don't put in defense reactions. Like, it just makes it harder. And so I try, you know, I practiced for several months, um, you know, just with mostly wizard cards and a couple other, you know, uh, generic non-attack actions, oh, like uh, Whisper the Oracle and Tome of Fineville and stuff like that. Um, but then it was like, you know, I want to I wanna try these unmovables, um, you know, I was rightfully worried about Ira because it was still very popular everywhere and, you know, still is, but I just got lucky not playing it. Um, and so I just, you know, I had him in there and, you know, for, for me having other, another two red cards, even if they're defense reactions, uh, like the fate for scene is just like the deck doesn't have enough, like, like I, it's, I need so many resources to like really pop off and like win the game. Uh, that like I can't run two two red defense reactions like that. So the blue unmovable like maybe 50, 60 percent of the time is being pitched um, to Kano, uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But like some turns, it's like turn one, I I go first and I have it at hand, goes in the arsenal, and it's like I can I can stop a warrior or uh, you know Ira in their tracks on their when they think they're gonna do a big turn and they don't. They don't see it coming because they're just like, oh yeah, you know, Kano doesn't run defense reactions. And you're like, well, you know, right. here's right. a blue unmovable to deal with and smash your uh, your needle. So um, yeah, for me, it was mostly a response to that. I think I might actually do some testing next without it just to see how I feel and maybe run, um, you know, like a blue stir or something like that. But like, you know, for me, it's just hard because like I feel like sometimes you have to block even though like some wizards are just like never block you just you just kill them faster and you're just like well sometimes right. you just hit like a bunch of cards that you can't kill them with so what do you mean <laughs> like, yeah like you know, even it, with 18 blues you still wind up with like a yellow and three reds you know and what are you supposed yeah. to do with that yeah totally so you know um for for me it, it was kind of like a safeguard and definitely played off against warrior in a couple of the matchups and you know worked out yeah i mean you whiff on it on kano sometimes but you know 
try not to blind Kano. It's not a good tactic in general. So, <laughs> right. Totally. Um, well, great. I think that about wraps it up for, uh, the lucky gaming TCG, right? That's how, it, that's his name. Not, not lucky TCG gaming. It's lucky yeah, gaming. It right. We TCG. got it right this time. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, lucky was sorry. Lucky bad. Taylor was kicking yeah. himself. We're sorry. Dude, he tournament. was not mad. He was not mad at all. Oh, good. Lucky's <laughs> yeah, a great guy. He's super stoked. He, he really wants to keep building the, the community and, and doing some great events. So, um, lots to see from him in the future. Totally. I don't know if I've met someone more stoked than Lucky, <laughs> nice. which is saying something. Yeah. Great guy. Um, so that about does it for that. Great job, everybody. Thank you, everybody. And we're going to move now into our signature segments. I need like a little bit of music there or something, I think. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Signature segment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, listeners, I wanted to say if you've made it this far, like I appreciate how many of you have been emailing us. Um, I've been responding to those. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's wonderful. Keep that up. Um, also, in our last episode with Colin, I added in some little outro music. Let me know how that felt as well. Okay. Anyway, here come our signature segments. So first up, our brand new one, what flavor is this? So the, the premise for this is I'm going to read you guys a card well, not a card. I'm going to read the flavor text from a card, and then I'm going to give you three different cards, and you have to match the flavor text to the card. Also, no cheating. Colin, I can hear your mouse and keyboard. Okay. I just clicked off the pitch zone, so I, you know, I wanted to oh, make okay. sure I was not, <laughs> didn't have it okay. open in front of me. Okay, <laughs> good. Nice. Honest guy. Um, is everybody Colin's clear on the rules? just gaming as we're podcasting, <laughs> crunching those numbers. <laughs> uh, are the rules clear to everyone who's about to participate, Colin and Isaac? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. Okay, great. So here is the flavor text of the card. You have to decide which one is it. Uh, there's got to be something pithier for me to say here. I'll work on that. Okay, here it is. By the will of the Drakai, we raise our arms and ignite the flames of war. Lieutenant Yamada. So, is that reinforce the line, lead the charge, or scour the battlescape? Colin, you pick first. Lead the charge. That's your pick. Okay, the judges are making note of that. Isaac, what's your pick? I second that. I agree. Really? Over-reinforce the line or scour the battlescape? Yep. Wow. Okay, 100%. well, we have a tie. I might as well go you guys, all in. You guys are correct. Is your is your theory here, Isaac, to just copy whatever Colin does because he won last time? <laughs> I mean, I can't do much. Only, only can improve, you know? No. Okay, you guys ready for your second? Yes. Uh, what flavor is this? Yes. <clears throat> okay, here's the flavor text. This is going to hurt your wallet more than your arm. Dr. Mortimer, the fixer. Is that back alley break line, demolition crew, scar for a scar? Oh, nice. <clears throat> All right, who guesses first? Uh, you do, Isaac. Uh, it's 
Definitely back alley break line. Wow. Okay, I can't believe you picked that. Colin, what's your what's your choice? Uh, controversially, it's gonna be back alley break line. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? You both are correct. The score is tied whoa, whoa, two to two. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Are you guys ready for the final? What flavor is this? This is the tiebreaker. Whoever wins this will be this episode's champion. Are you ready? What if what if we tie? I'm ready. Uh, then we will do a lightning round, and I'm going to pick one card, and you, I'm going to read the flavor, and then you have to tell me what card it is. <laughs> awesome. I'm in. Perfect. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Here it is. Sir, might I suggest disposing of the ancient artifact? Jeeves, is that fate foreseen? Sink below or rifting, Colin. It is your choice. Hmm. Wait, was it? It was fate for scene. Sink below and rifting. Below. Hmm. I feel like it's between fate for scene and rifting, but I, I think it's. Let me go rifting, just because that card rocks and doesn't ever get played. <laughs> All right. Are you sure? I am. I am as sure as I'm gonna be. Okay, Isaac, what's your choice? Dang, yeah, I'm also going to go with rifting. Are you Although sure? Very, yeah, well, I'm very unsure about this uh, pick, but that was the pick I was going to make. And agreed, I think that card will see uh, maybe a lot of play at some point in this game. Well, congratulations, you guys have tied. We go into the lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> Okay. Perfect um, segue. <laughs> so this is really hard. You have to tell me. Okay. So I'm going to read you the flavor text of one card. You can either tell me what type of card it is. So your choices would be non-attack action, attack action, attack reaction, and defense reaction or equipment. But I don't think equipment has flavor text. And then that'll score you the point. But if you can tell me the name of the card, that supersedes what type of card it is. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Who yes. goes first? I'll Isaac, go first. you will get to you will get to pick first to make everything even. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So the flavor text reads: Those blessed with aether have an incredible gift: the power to shape the fabric of reality. Either tell me what card it is or what type of card it is. And you can also say both, I guess. Well, if you tell me what card it is, it also tells me what type it is, but you have a little out there. So what's your choice, I'm, Isaac? I'm going to go with Absorbing Aether. Colin, you're up. What card is this? Hmm. Well... Since Isaac named one, I feel like I have to name one. So I'm going <laughs> to say stir the ether wins. Okay. Are you sure that you don't just want to go with the card type? Because that's the no, easier out. Feel like right. Non-attack <laughs> action is a popular one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That is true. Uh, <laughs> now, now we're going for it. 
Okay. So your answer is stir the aether. Stir the aether wins, yeah. Okay. You are both wrong. Yes. The card <laughs> is sink below. Uh, Whoa. Dang. Yeah. So congratulations. You guys did not do well in the lightning round. The lightning round should probably be a little easier, but <laughs> you guys get to share the championship. Isn't that Whoa. exciting? Hey, it's like we both won a tournament, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I should do this on my phone. Isaac, you will get to pick this month or this episode on what our draft format is going to be. Uh, Arcane Rising, for sure. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Draft simulator. Okay. Arcane Rising. Start draft. All right. Are you guys ready for pick, pass, pray? Yes. yes. So for those of you that this is your first episode, this is a draft scenario where I'm going to give them three choices, and we're all going to say which card we want to pick for now, pass, and not pick, and then one we're going to pray that we get back later. Are you guys ready? Again? Ready. Yes. Okay. So it's it's going to be a little crazy right now. So Arcane Rising. So first up, we have Aether Spindle Yellow. It's a wizard action. It costs two, pitches for two, defends for three, and it says deal three damage to target opposing hero. Opt X where X is the amount of damage dealt by Aether Spindle. So that's card number one. Card number two is a foil red salvage shot. Costs one, pitches for one, defends for three, and attacks for five. It reads, if salvage shot hits, put it on the bottom of your deck when the chain link resolves. Our third option is locked and loaded red costs zero defense for three and pitches for one it's a mechanologist action and it reads the next next mechanologist attack action card you play this turn gets plus three if you have boosted this turn opt one go again and i would like to note too that you can uh, do these draft simulators on thepitchzone.com so Colin, which one are you going to pick, pass, and pray that you get back later? Um, I think I'm going to pick yellow ether spindle. Oh, surprise. It does, does three. It costs two. So if you have a blue, you can crucible, push that up to four, and then draft it's not likely that everyone's going to have that much arcane barrier. Uh, so you can hit and then you can opt, which I think if you're doing draft wizard, like having that opt is really, really powerful to, to setting up either a Kano right after it or your, your next turn. Um, so I'll pick that one. I will, I think I'll, Pass salvage shot just because I think Ranger's a little tough in the limited format. Just because you know, 
you rely on your arrows and you just might not get that many arrows and then I'll take the I'll pray the locked and loaded comes back just because it's a it's a strong non attack action for for dash and you know it's a red and does the opt and buffs so it's pretty good all right cool so you uh you picked aether spindle and you're praying you get locked and loaded back if i yeah. heard that correctly that is right those are the correct answers excellent cool <laughs> isaac what is what's your pick pass and pray so i'm also going to pick aether spindle because that card is God. definitely definitely hitting in blitz you're just in, copying in draft <laughs> nope i'm not just wait hear me out uh but that card's definitely hitting and doing damage and functioning right um and it blocks for three it's just like a very high functioning card in draft um and then i'm going to pray salvage shot comes back around only because well if it if it hits, it goes back into your deck, which is like pretty good um, in draft. But also because a lot of times, like Colin said, people pass on Ranger. So if this is your first pick or first and second, whatever pick of the draft, um, having Ranger as a backup, I think is like not terrible um, because you might get past all the good Ranger cards. I think Locked and Loaded Red is not very good in draft because i mean it is a red that blocks for three which is pretty good but it doesn't really gain you any card advantage right because it doesn't pump your pistol it just pumps a card right so if you pump a card and swing for seven and they block with two cards you don't really gain any advantage and uh right other than that's my reasoning well i think maybe you get one or none not through All right, Taylor. What's the uh, what's the correct? The I like correct how I'm the, here. I'm the master of draft. Hopefully, my internet doesn't cut out for this. But I'm gonna go with my pick is going to be the foil salvage shot. Now, my reasoning is is just I think with Ranger in draft, you could set up really strong turns late game. Like you can just dominate salvage shot over and over and over basically at the at the end of the game and just like push that damage through so i think that's really important and plus with all of the generics in arcane rising i think it's really easy to find a uh buff for this that's generic so it even maybe gets to seven or eight which is really important and with limited attack reactions i just think it's a and there's no armor it's just a really good card to uh, see over and over. I'm going to pass on Locked and Loaded for the reasons Isaac stated, that it is you would have to draft a number of Mechanologist cards to be able to even boost and then buff. So it's kind of a win-more scenario. Um and it doesn't pitch. It's just not very flexible. So I think it's the worst. And then so I'm going to pray Aether Spindle gets back because that is a pretty good card. And it does have decent pitch. It at least pitches for what it costs. So that's important. Riddle me this. Um, so my riddle me this for this uh, 
by month or whatever anyway is uh in theme with my playing in this tournament is hope merchant's hood um because i found just because i don't own an arcanite skull cap i found this card in certain situation is pretty good and the riddle me this aspect of it is I guess, how good is it? How many situations is it actually viable, right? Because in Brute, at least, if I get to... God, I, I did terrible in my roll-off, so this didn't happen much. But if I go first, I can mulligan my hand for either, like, a god hand, intimidate, and get damage through, or to draw, like, my Tome of Findall or my one energy potion, or, you know, whatever. Um... Or further along, as, you know, we talked about earlier, I can cycle out, you know, defense reactions or whatever, just in some crucial play when I need to defend more to stay alive or I, when I need to hit for a little bit more, need one more resource, I can, like, cycle my hand for that killing blow, which in, I don't think this card's very good in Constructed, but in Blitz seems to be pretty high impact. Um that said, uh, Arcanite Skullcap like, stops two additional mask triggers, which is arguably maybe better. But anyway, <laughs> that's uh, I was just kind of surprised by how, because I've tried to run it before, I was just kind of surprised by how useful it actually was. So has anybody out there had any success with it with any other characters? Does anybody like choose to run it over anything else? Um, Anyway, thank you for everybody who's listening. So this was a pretty, like, just, like, walking you through the tournament episode. But the current meta is really interesting to us at the moment just because the field's, like, so broad. And, um, you know, nobody went into this having to beat, like, six Iras or whatever. It's uh, it's just, we find it really interesting. So we wanted to, like, ramble on about our experiences and uh, Colin's experience should be interesting to all of you because he beat all of you. So uh, <laughs> um, thanks oh, for sticking totally. with us. And we hope you guys found it, uh, you know, to some degree educational or entertaining or whatever. Yeah, definitely. The meta's wide open now with this wizard win. I think uh, more people are going to be inspired to play Kano, which is great. And, uh, you know, Runeblade is the answer. As Colin knows, I just pummeled him to death earlier this week <laughs> with my Runeblade deck. So that's true. That is true. Always evolving. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, normally we have a game from the closet, um, but due to connectivity issues, we're going to try to skip it and just wrap this up. Um, it's already going to be a long two-hour episode. So thank you so much, Colin, for being here. Uh, you're the fifth battle bro. Congratulations. Uh, we're really happy to have you on. It's great. Also, uh, I, I thanked everybody. So in this lucky skirmish event, there was like all of the content creators. Thank you everybody, um, for making content for this game and like keeping it going and alive in these tough times. Um, also thanks outcast Haven for being good sports and for making content. And, uh, yeah, see you at the next tournament. Totally. Also check our affiliate link for fabfoundry.co uh on it over there at fabfoundry just had his 
one-year anniversary, so congratulations to him. He's a great dude who puts a personal touch on every package, and it's um, a great service. And if you click that link and order from him, it helps keep the mics hot and the lights on here at the Attack Action Podcast, (laughs) America's Flesh and Blood Podcast. (laughs) Thanks, Colin. Keep burning them down. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Totally. All right. And, uh, yep. Find us, uh, Gmail, the attack action podcast, Facebook, the attack action podcast, Instagram, the attack action podcast. I'm Mr. Beefhammer on discord. He's E on discord. Chawning man on discord. You can find Colin and, uh, that's it. Good night, everybody. Good night.